0: Thank you to our sponsors, MND Drilling out of Waller, Texas without you. These episodes do not happen. Thank you to Kyle Golding for this beautiful podcast studio and amazing work with the mics and the sound. Thank you to Marty Lynch for intro and outro song. It's beautiful. It's awesome. And it will always be part of the Finding Moments podcast. Today's episode is with Tara Warren. Her fight from stage 4 for ovarian cancer to starting one of the most dominant LLCs called Tenaciously Teal on this side of the Mason-Dixon. Please stay tuned to it.
1: I'm gonna stand I won't be seated Hold my head up high and stay undefeated If I moments I'm On this part American by
0: the grace of my good God. How do you start your day in the mornings?
2: Coffee, for sure, is my first thing. <laughs> I actually have to make it the night before now so I can just press the button in the morning. Um, and then getting a workout in. It's yeah. really important to me to move around and, um, you know, exercise. So.
1: Gotcha.
3: Your husband's a big workout person. Do you work out with him or did you no, can't we do don't. that? No, no. <laughs> no.
2: People often ask me if he trains me. He trains a lot of people. Yeah. Um, for many years. And I yeah, no, we learned early on in our marriage that's probably not <laughs> the best idea. So <laughs>
0: no, you gotta tell BJ we said hello. I yes. Haven't seen him in a while but I always enjoy being around him.
1: I will. And
0: his voice. Yes. Yeah. So real quick, coffee makers, my Mother-in-law and brother-in-law bought me a coffee maker last Christmas, and I'll they listen to this because they re- it didn't work, so they're going to replace it. I still haven't got a replacement, so what's a recommendation?
2: You know, I'm really basic on my <laughs> okay. coffee making. I really, it's not fancy. I just need some half and half, and it needs to be hot, and okay. I'm, I'm a happy camper, <laughs>
0: so. It doesn't matter what flavor, coffee, brand?
2: Uh, Starbucks is... I use the Starbucks ground, so... Okay. but as long as I have it in the morning and get a workout in and I do some devotional time in the morning, some Fantastic. prayer time, That's and then I feel ready to start my day. Awesome.
0: So. Well, would you mind blessing this podcast episode with you with a little prayer? I would love to. Okay. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Uh, Jesus, I ask for, you to be in this conversation with us today and that uh, we would speak to uh, what you want us to talk about uh, and maybe that there's somebody out there who needs to hear um, what you're laying on our hearts and um, just give us wisdom and we thank you for all the blessings you give us on a daily basis lord um, we love you amen. amen
0: thank you so much thank you are you a big soccer fan
2: i'm not no
0: are okay you? well the oh, yeah. the reason I ask is cuz after every match they they these players seek out other players and they give gifts and they take off their jersey because they're like, "Oh man, you're so awesome. I want to exchange jerseys with you." So, that's what we want to do with you oh. is we want to give you your own undefeated sweatshirt <laughs> with you. your colors on it. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I need to fuss this out. <laughs> Wear it. It's a perfect sweatshirt day too right now in OKC. Ooh, I love
1: it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's actually we actually have it on our website for uh, you and anyone who wants to purchase it. All the proceeds will go to Tenaciously Too. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh
2: So cool. Yeah. (laughs) What a surprise! (laughs) Thank you. And here's a mug. Oh, perfect. For my coffee. For your my beer, coffee. For my basic yeah. coffee.
0: <laughs> 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 but we made this mug especially for oh, you.
2: Oh, I love it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I have all the teal in my house awesome. more and more over the years. Yeah. So I love this. This is a good cup, too. <laughs> I like the teal of it. Cup. This is sturdy. Yeah. Good.
3: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we have a. Thank
2: you. A
0: dozen that we have out in the car that we'll give to you that we want to donate to. And you can get, oh. donate it to whomever you want to give it out to.
2: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, the very first year we started giving out care packs for Christmas, I was like, oh, I want to do mugs. And so that's kind of a cool little throwback. Yeah. From the, um, so thank you. Yeah, very absolutely.
0: Cool. Tenaciously Teal. Let's talk about your journey into Tenaciously Teal. How did we get there?
2: Yeah. So Teal's the ovarian cancer awareness color. And I found myself diagnosed with ovarian cancer. It was December 2012. Uh, I was 29 years old. And um, obviously, any cancer diagnosis, it's unexpected, right? You're not, that's not in the plans. Um, uh, But I had also had some concerns of, you know, just some pain and and some difficulty. I'd been trying to get answers and then uh, was... You finally told you have ovarian cancer and not only uh did i have cancer ovarian cancer but it was um very far advanced so i it was actually stage four which is the highest staging you can have in a cancer diagnosis um so yeah i was scheduled for a very extensive surgery right before christmas and i always go back to like that's where tenaciously till started was during that um, hospital stay, even though I didn't know it was obviously going to be something or um, that anything was going to come out of this ovarian cancer diagnosis besides being very sick and um, likely dying from what they had told me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, but just really recognized people who didn't have support when I was in the hospital and was really led to do something. And, uh, Uh, started passing out flower arrangements that people had sent me in the hospital to people who I noticed who were by themselves um, daily, day after day. Because after I was recovering from this huge surgery, they want you to get up and start walking the halls to get better and to get stronger. And like I said, it was right before Christmas. So I was really motivated to get stronger and be able to go home for Christmas that year. And um, so I walked the halls frequently and just familiarize myself kind of with the people around and was really impacted that there were people you know day after day that never had visitors they didn't have cards in the room they didn't have flowers and then I go back to my room and I had all these flower arrangements and people really from moving around um, all over the country who had, you know were reaching out to me and that meant so much to me when you're going through such a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And um, it just didn't seem fair that there were other people who didn't have that support. So um, that's how it got started.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so what pushed you ultimately into, okay, we got to start this organization. Like, what was that moment for you?
2: Moment, um, it was, so after my surgery, um, well, and uh, I'll backtrack just a little. Uh, so when I was in the hospital and I kind of st- started praying for these people and it was just really laid on my heart, um, you know, it wasn't like all of a sudden like, oh, I'm just going to give them my flower arrangements. Like, I, I don't feel like that came from me. That mm-hmm. came from God really, um, he was really working on my heart to like do something and that initial response was you know i'm sick i'm facing stage 4 cancer um there was a lot of like poor me a little bit mm-hmm. you know um where it, life didn't seem fair at the time and um but i just really felt compelled to to do something um because even though life was unfair and it was really difficult and There was a lot going on when you looked in contrast to these people who had nobody with them compared to I had people visiting me. And like I said, sending cards and sending flowers like that was that is what was really unfair Mm -hmm. to me. And so that's where, again, with God's help, I was like, okay, we're going to we're going to do something. Um, And I thought that was it. But then I started chemo. And I was in the chemo room for eight hours every time I went and saw more people who were mm. by themselves. And again, just was like, oh, I, I have to do something um, to reach out to people. Because I knew how much suffering I was going through, but yet I could um, see the blessings I had. Mm-hmm. And then there were people who had very little and um, I spent most of my career uh, prior to Tenaciously Teal in child welfare. So I also had a keen understanding of the struggles people go through and what you know life is like for people living in poverty mm-hmm. and not having resources. And um, then to add a cancer diagnosis to um, that situation those dire situations um just seemed unimaginable like how do you even wake up and fight or come to chemo but yet there are people coming to chemo with such little resources and just fighting with all they had and um i just again really felt led to be a person that recognized that struggle Mm. and that fight and also be a person that's like hey i don't know you but um I have love for you as a human being and I want to, um, let you know that. So,
0: yeah, that's so important. you mentioned you're in the chemo for eight hours a day for our listeners. What, what does that feel like?
2: Chemo is awful. (laughs) Um, (coughs) I, remember remember um, when they first told me eight hours, you know, I was like, oh, you go in, it's like a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. right? Like you get a little chemo, you go home, like it's maybe an hour, two hours. And so when they were like eight hours, I was like, what are you going to do for eight hours? Mm-hmm. You know, sitting hooked up to an IV pole. Um, and then chemo, like when they put it in you, for me, I remember just being like, oh, like this is, it's, poison, essentially, you know, it's killing cells and, and you feel that, I Mm. mean, it's, it's excruciating. Um, it's the, one of the hardest things I've ever been through for Mm. sure. Physically uh, for sure.
0: And how long did you have to do it? Was it every day?
2: No. Um, so I would go like twice in a week and then have like a week and then go once and then have a week off um, that's the other thing that was surprising to me about chemo is like how regimented it is. And then also some of the schedules, like everybody's schedules different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they have it down to a science, mm-hmm. right? Where they're like, okay, you're a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Wednesday, and then you get some time off to recover and mm-hmm. go back, do it again.
0: Yeah. How long was this entire process?
2: So I had six months of really intense chemo, um, I actually did what they call intraperitoneal chemo. So my port, a lot of people's ports you'll see, like are up on their collarbone. Um, Mine was on my stomach. So they'd fill my stomach up with chemo. And I did six months of that. And then I did 10 months of maintenance chemotherapy, which was actually a clinical trial at the time. Um, And now it's part of the standard of care to kind of taper people off of chemo. And so just that six months being like, okay, you're done. This was like a trial to be like, you know, how does this work um, as far as survivorship and reoccurrence? So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm kind of proud of that, that I signed up for the trial. And now it's like, yeah, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure. You, you talked about eight hours twice a week, then once a week, then every other week you went back to that re- regiment. At what point did it start to taper off and the doctors are like, hey, we've got some good news for you?
2: Um, so at that, um, six month mark was the, kind of the main thing where, uh, in coming into that six months, I guess, like right before, you know, you're doing scans throughout it. Um, and I had some, some evidence, you know, of still disease. Um, and then at towards the end of that regiment, they weren't seeing, um, any more signs of cancer. So awesome. I give you what, they call Ned, so no evidence of disease. Mm-hmm. So those listeners that have had cancer, they will know Ned is a, is a good thing. You want to be Ned.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And after that, what's the recovery like? and how did you start to get back to being uh, terror again?
2: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was it was hard. I mean, I was so sick during that six months of really hard chemo. Um, I got down to like 90 pounds. Um, I remember FaceTiming my best friend who lives in California, and she just started like crying, which is not like her. She's like one of those like tough-shelled people. Um, But when we had FaceTimed and she saw me, Um, she was just really impacted by how bad I looked. Um, I got really, really sick. Um, so it was, it was hard coming back from that. Um, but it was a day at a time, you know, and I tried to stay somewhat active, um, Inactive active for me at that time was walking around the couch a couple times, you know, and like on a good day, maybe I did five times. So uh, it was just kind of a slow, um, slow recovery mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember uh, when, what was the restaurant out Chesapeake that was open? Wildcat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I saw BJ and he was telling us about the news and he's selling these uh, till t-shirts to yeah. raise money. And we bought a, a few. Uh, I just remember how hopeful and uh, optimistic he was when he was talking to people mm-hmm. so v j right. was uh, mm-hmm. one of your biggest cheerleaders for sure
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, he's awesome yeah he's, um he was always like stayed positive and um I think he too like he stayed positive, but then I know he was so scared too
1: mm-hmm.
2: um but he did whatever was needed, you know, um, and that's one thing that's so hard with caregivers is my life kind of stops. I mean, yeah, I'm focusing on fighting cancer, but he's still going to work and still training clients and still, you know, making sure the house is running and mm-hmm. um, the partner who's pretty debilitated, you know, yeah. so. Mm.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting It's probably that schedule with training clients was probably his therapy as well to be around and some sort of support. Yeah. Himself. Yeah.
1: He,
2: he loved, um, his, he still does, but that was a really special time for him at Chesapeake and everybody rallied around us too Mm -hmm. from there. I remember, I think it was the wildcat or one of the restaurants like brought meals for my family when I was in um, the hospital it was really cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, be uh, at that time, and it was just all about family, right? It was a big community within a corporation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. So Tenaciously Till now, how many people did you start out with and where are you at now, and what's your reach?
2: Yeah, so um, after I finished – my hard chemo that six months of chemo I went back to work my full-time job at Child Welfare and I at that time I was working in state office and doing policy and training and um, then just kind of doing tenaciously teal on the side it was still just kind of a hobby thing where I wanted to keep going back to the chemo room and keeping like a source of like hope and strength for people and you know just really again, compelled to keep going back because I was like, well, if I'm not going, who's going to be there for that person who is by themselves, you know, and needs some encouragement. And so I just kind of thought I'd keep going back to where I went to treatment at OU. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, someone told me, well, you should go to Mercy. And so we kind of started going to Mercy. And then it was like, well, what about the VA? And they have a chemo room. And so we kind of started doing that. So then, I was working full time, and then at child welfare, and I was like also working full time <laughs> for this hobby <laughs> that had happened. So, um, we actually one of my board members, because um, when you formalize a nonprofit, that's the first thing you have to do is get a board of directors um, and give ownership essentially to them as like mm-hmm. the guardians of the agency and or mm-hmm. organization. And uh, one of my board members said, you know this is making like a huge impact and this is what you are meant to do. And I want to help you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think you can do both well. So what if I created a salary fund for you to do that? And it would be for this amount of time and we'll kind of see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that sounded really cool. And like looking back, it's like, well, yeah, of course you'd make that decision, but, like at the scary, time yeah. yeah i was like mm-hmm. I want me to like quit my job and like <laughs> do this um but i obviously did yeah <laughs> and um so just yeah started like giving out care packs to different treatment centers we moved to tulsa and kind of some more of the rural areas and Then started mailing them out because people were messaging us, you know, like, hey, my aunt in California has cancer. Can you send her a care pack? And um, so it's just really grown um, to now. We've passed out almost um, 43,000 cancer care packs, and we mail them nationwide and deliver them across Oklahoma. And we also do financial assistance for cancer Mm providers who are in need. We have a grant program and do gas and grocery cards and um, we also provide brave shave and empowerment shoots for women who are facing hair loss from treatment.
1: That's mm. awesome.
2: That is awesome. Yeah.
3: What elements are Your one of your passion project? I know there probably all are, but if you had one that just really tugs at your heart the most, what's what element?
2: It's the brave shave for mm. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was really like inspired by my mom's fight. Um, she, is a breast cancer survivor and, you know, she knew she was going to lose her hair. You're told you're going to lose your hair, but it also happens like within that first two weeks of treatment mm-hmm. and you have all this other stuff going on. So you're not thinking like, okay, I need to like plan a time to shave my head or make this a celebration or, or do, you know, something. It just, you don't really know what to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so when she lost her hair, it just like, it falls off out all at once and it's just really traumatic um it was very traumatic for her and my little sister who lived at home at the time my other sister and i were away at college so we couldn't be there um, when she was losing her hair but it was just awful you know hearing um how devastated my mom was about that and so when it came time to lose my hair i was like i'm not gonna let it fall out i'm gonna shave it And um, my friends wanted to be involved and they brought food and we put on good music and we shaved my head and it was really hard, but it was a very beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had this camaraderie and community and we laughed and cried and, but we were together. Yeah. And so now with the brave shave, we can do that for other women um, and they don't have to think about it. We're just like, when do you want to do it? okay invite your friends invite your family and we bring them into our office and do their makeup and get a photographer if they like and um bring in a stylist and um you know shave their heads so all they have to do is make the decision that yes they want to and then we kind of come alongside them and take care of the rest
0: yeah yeah I've seen a lot of the Instagram posts that you have so I I troll you. Yeah, and cool. Check it out. I think yeah. it's amazing. It's so inspiring what you and the whole team is doing for just cancer and Thank you. awareness and how to make people try to feel as comfortable as they can in the situation that they are in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. How do you like to be encouraged? You, you're an encourager to other people. How do you like to be encouraged?
2: Oh, That's a good question. <laughs> um, I, I guess, you know, my friends will tell you I'm not always great about taking compliments. Um, I've gotten better. I think um, something I've worked on in therapy, actually, on the, <laughs> you know, so you compliment me and I said, thank you. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my encouragement uh I think if we were talking about like tenaciously teal comes from seeing people like happy and like benefiting from it. And, um, you know, just feeling better about like being in such a difficult time. Like that's how I'm encouraged to like keep going and and keep working hard and, um, keep doing the ministry for Mm -hmm. sure.
0: Yeah. If you were to write a book about yourself, what would the title be?
2: Oh, these are <laughs> that's a good but hard question. <laughs> um, I, I mean, strength, f- fight like something around that. We have a tagline: "Fight like a girl." Mm-hmm. Um yep. that we've I've kind of had from the beginning of my fight. So mm-hmm. probably something: "Fight like a girl." Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah, that is a is a fun tagline. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I like to tell it to guys in the chemo room, too, because they're sometimes maybe a little gruffery, you know, they're not as touchy-feely, but I'm like, I like to say, fight like a girl, and they're like, oh. <laughs> 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 usually gets a laugh.
1: That's good, though. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. That's what they need.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so what type of fundraisers do you all do for Tenaciously Teal?
2: Uh, So our biggest one is care packs and cocktails. And so we do that uh, the summer every year. And that is that has grown from our first one was in 2016. So when the board member came to me and was like, hey, we'll do a salary fund. And I remember sitting at my desk, first of all, questioning what I did, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to run a nonprofit. Like, what am I doing then I'm like, I guess we need to have a fundraiser, right? Um, keep this going, <laughs> and so we can do the work. And so we had a just a private invite fundraiser at a house downtown here in Oklahoma City, and we had like um, 40 people. And then this last year we had almost a thousand people at the wow. Criterion. Um, wow! So for care packs and cocktails. That's great. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to, to have you. Yeah,
0: that will become. We should do that next year.
2: Yes, we will. It's July twentieth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're, we've already started planning. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and we do a fashion show of cancer survivors awesome. and um, talk about encouragement. Like that's one thing to keep. You know, planning a gala is like it's crazy. It's mm. really stressful. Um, but then I see the women and how empowered they are by walking in the fashion show and a lot of them will tell us you know that they finally have felt pretty again mm-hmm. and like they finally felt like yeah. themselves they hadn't yeah. felt like themselves and i'm like i mean every year then i'm like yep we're doing it again
0: so good what are <laughs> a couple questions you wish people would ask you but no one ever asked
2: these are good questions <laughs> oh I don't know. Um, that's a that's a hard one for me because um, I'm a, an open book. You know, I'm always happy to answer questions, but I don't necessarily haven't thought of like, hmm, I wish someone would ask me that question. What's a question you're afraid to ask me right now because you're afraid I might not want you to ask me. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it back at you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was there a point in time when you were fighting that you're like, I'm not going to make it?
2: Uh, yeah, there was for sure. Um, because you are so sick and then you see, um, so many people losing their battles, you know, um, While you're also going through it, then plus I, uh, before I was diagnosed, I lost a cousin at a young age to cancer. So it was just very like death was very tangible to me. Um, but I had so much hope, um, in my faith and my belief in heaven that it wasn't as scary as, um, maybe it should have been. Um, I was more concerned about, you know, my husband and my family, um, if I w- was going to die, uh, what they would do, you know, without mm-hmm. me, um, not that I'm just like carrying the family on or anything, but, um, I, the grief, you know, that's what made me really sad is them having to experience grief. Um. So, yeah, of course. And that's still a real um, fear of mine, you know, today. Um, Ovarian cancer has a very high recurrence rate, about 80%. So, I'm really, every year, um, you know, I just hit 10 years since my diagnosis. And every year that tacks on to my survivorship, there is that fear of, like, I'm getting closer to the recurrence Mm -hmm. because... I've been so lucky so far Hmm. to not have had a recurrence. And you know, I do a lot with the ovarian cancer community and I'm a advocate for the ovarian cancer research alliance. So I'm just constantly around it and um again, just very lucky that I'm surviving and have been um healthy. So I'm thankful for. We take our health for granted so much. So isn't that the truth? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Has it changed the way the food you eat?
2: Um, yes, I'm cognizant of that, but I'm not like hardcore on that. I'm way more on the like, Life is hard, like enjoy the queso. Like
3: also a book title.
2: Yeah. Life is hard,
3: enjoy the
0: queso. That like, yeah. it.
2: That's, that's true. Yeah. I like a girl. Enjoy the queso. Oh yeah. my gosh. I
0: think that's a book that needs to be written by you. Yeah.
2: I love queso.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that you and Media should co write a book. you should.
2: <laughs> he yes, he um, is very inspiring. He's got a lot of wisdom f- to share, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> It'd be interesting to have him on the show and, you know, him like, Hey, Wong, how you been working out? <laughs> <laughs> you should have him on
2: the show. He's he's in this group right now with um, some CEOs in the uh, community, and uh-huh. he's challenged them, and it's been really cool. I've been really proud of him to hear. Yeah. So,
0: what industry of CEOs? Oil and gas or just CEOs?
2: Mostly oil and gas, um but some a few others. Wow other businesses. Very cool. So yeah. So is
0: he coaching them or like strength and conditioning coaching? Them?
2: No, he's just going there's um a group in the city who they just kinda get together to have like wise talks and mm. like challenge each other and they have a moderator and it's kinda intended like to have like different faith backgrounds and different people to um yeah just kind of challenge each other and their thinking so it's kind of cool that's really cool so
3: what are some ways that people could get plugged into tenaciously teal who are maybe passionate about this as much as you are and maybe haven't even heard of it and and what ways can they get plugged in
2: yeah well so we always need volunteers um you know, we distribute about 500 care packs a month, so mm-hmm. we actually have volunteers at the office right now um, working, packing care packs, sorting, mailing, um, weighing, um, kind of a little postal center, honestly, in <laughs> our warehouse. <laughs> um, so they can go to our website. It's TTL.org um, or connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, um, but we do have volunteer days every Thursday. It's awesome. And If there's any, um, stylists or photographers, makeup artists who are listening to this and want to get plugged in with our brave shaves or empowerment shoots, we always need people for that. Um, love to have you. And then of course, care packs and cocktails is coming up. So July 20th. Mm -hmm. So we'll have tickets on sale at the first of the year and, uh, have applications out for survivor models and, um, yeah, that's awesome.
0: So on Thursdays, it's volunteer day to come up and...
2: Yeah, people are going to stop by our office. um Some will stay for an hour, some two, some stay all day. Um, and mostly ladies. We have some men that come in, but uh, it's a good group. Everybody's like friends and hangs out and just... There's always something to do, I say. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys so. do anything special around the holiday season
3: or is it more just the The care package you send out is a little different. I know yeah. you said you were talking about kind of the holidays. Yeah, a little bit. Christmas
2: socks, you know, Christmas bags, Christmas port pillows. Um, so nothing like we do do a Christmas care pack party. Um, that will be on December seventh. So, uh, Santa, Mrs. Claus, <laughs> hot cocoa.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah
2: yeah very cool, yeah what's like
3: one thing you're you're most proud of in your life through tenaciously teal whatever it might be what's one of the things that you you say you're most proud of
2: mm, I think that i um I did something when I felt like compelled to do it you know because mm. I um look back like tenaciously teal definitely wouldn't be where it is today if I had listened to um those fears or that I can't, you know, or I don't know, or, um, really focused in on my suffering and didn't really look out outward of my own suffering. Um, I think I am very proud of that, that Mm -hmm. I felt led to do something and did it and it was uncomfortable and scary. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't just like, Oh yeah, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, now just, walking up to cancer patients and giving them care packs. Like it felt a little awkward, you know? Um, but I just felt like I needed to do it and was being led to do it and kept doing it. And so, yeah, I think that people.
3: says a lot because there's a lot of people that go out there and they probably have an idea in their head of something they're being called to do. And yet their those fears might be holding them back a little bit. So to hear people's stories like yours, that are actually taking action on that and working through those fears and getting a little bit uncomfortable can be really just inspiring to them to, to listen to what's going on in their own hearts and saying, maybe it's time to start something myself.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, in fact, I was talking to a lady who was in the office um, this week and talking about that, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know anything about nonprofits, but um, she has a story, and she has a journey, and she's been through a lot, and um, she has an amazing idea, and you know, she's like, yeah. But I look at like what you're doing and what you've done, and I was like, this is ten years yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. of hard work, and um, it's it's not easy,
1: right?
2: But again, I've been encouraged by the impact it's made, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah. I think, and I think really as humans, like we get so much fulfillment out of doing like good things for others Mm -hmm. and showing kindness and love to others. And I think we all like when we, we do something nice for someone, it feels good, but maybe we don't do it often enough, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or we get, um, bombarded by, all the to-do lists and all the things and just like keeping up a household and keeping up a family mm-hmm. um, but really i feel like as humans like we were what we were built to do is to like love each other and be in community with each other and show kindness to others and it's so fulfilling um when you do i love that
0: i know you're a giving person so here's a chance of brag on yourself <laughs> what was the last random act of kindness you did
2: um, so I am big on, um, giving, you know, some money to people when I feel led again to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it every time. And then we also have, a, a homeless, um, family that lives by the office. And so, um, we reach out to them often yeah. and make sure they're taken care of That's and awesome. they have food and warm blankets and stuff. So,
1: yeah.
2: um, yeah. The last one I did. That's great. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah.
0: But what What advice would you give your younger self?
2: My younger self? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to, what would I tell my younger self? Um, I think as a younger adult, I was um, caught up in if I, like, do something, it had to be, you know, I have perfectionist tendencies Mm -hmm. right and to not worry so much about um some of that um and then yeah i grew up in a very religious um community and i think that's been the biggest thing coming up into my adult life is that um god doesn't isn't worried about the like did you do this and do that? Did you do You know, and that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's more about the relationship with God, Mm -hmm. um, and just loving him and then really realizing how much he truly loves us. It's not about the acts or if you followed the manual or everything to a T it's about being a good person.
0: That's so good. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) If you're sitting in Margie's chair, what would you ask yourself?
2: what would I ask myself? <laughs> um, I'm, te- I'm sorry. I am like failing on these. Like what, I'm a terrible interviewer. He
3: asks tough questions. Yeah. Even for me. I love it. <laughs>
2: it's good.
3: <laughs> I'm blanking. We covered all the topics. So she wouldn't ask herself anything. <laughs> I see, I'm terrible no. at no. that though. Cause I'm
2: not, I am not a good at like bragging on myself right. or, um, Bringing attention to like anything necessarily like I can I'm really good at like covering the you know this is what we do and tenaciously deal my passion for it um Mm -hmm. so um, do you
3: surround yourself with people then because I'm similar in a lot of respects to you I'm like a I like to show that I'm doing the work and. I don't need you to tell me I'm doing so great at the work. I just, like, I'm going to show you through my actions. Yeah. Do you surround yourself with the people then that are like, shout it from the rooftop, we do this, and we're so awesome. And <laughs> Um
2: So, yes and no. I mean, I have a girl that works for us now, and Cameron, if she watches this. Um I love her because she is so good at that. Yeah. Like, she will... Um, she's good at a lot of things, um, that I'm not, which is why we make a great team. But like she is like tenaciously tells us this and we've done this and that, you know? And I'm like, Oh, it's like giving me a little bit more encouragement to be like, yeah. Okay, yeah, like we should I should be more proud of it. But I um just I guess probably like how I was raised wasn't raised like that. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just kinda like you said, like humble and ready yeah, just yeah, ready to show you through I'm action. Just, yeah, do me. But I think definitely, like, in this last year, I've started to at least appreciate internally in my own brain what I have accomplished, and a lot of that is because when you look back at, like, the contrast of, Mm -hmm. like, okay, here's where we started, and here's where we are now, and even, like, our first office, you know, was just this little room, and we had one shelf, and now we have a 3,000 square foot, you know, warehouse, and, like, we have all the shelves and industrial mm. shelving that goes 10 <laughs> feet up. And, you wow. know, so when you look back at that, I'm like, man, wow. Yeah, I, I did do that because I'm um, in, it's not just me, but, you know, the drive behind it and the drive really comes from helping people sure. and seeing the impact.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you we see the impact. Uh, we see what you have done, are currently doing, are going to do futuristically in senior journey through Instagram and through BJ, of course, of knowing him for quite a while. And so we're honored that you have taken the time to come on the show because we are impacted by your optimism. So we appreciate Um. you for that.
2: Thank you. Thank you Absolutely. for having me. Yeah.
0: Love well, it. we're not done. This we is got fun. a couple more questions. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Are they hard? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about coffee early. you take yours pretty simple. Yeah. Yes. If you were to have coffee with three people, who would they be?
2: If I was to have coffee with three people, um famous or just in, matter, yeah. in general, general who I yeah. would have coffee with? Um if I could have coffee with my nanny again, oh. I would. Um she taught me my love for coffee, and I love that lady. <laughs> yeah. I'm part of the reason I am who I am is because of her, and mm. seeing her um, do just nice things for people um, throughout her life. Um, I would sit down um, to the this lady I really admire. She's the CEO of Thrive Cosmetics, and mm-hmm we're one of their giving partners and they send us a ton of product every year for our care packs. And she took, um, this amazing makeup company from, you know, working out of her little garage to it's worldwide now. And I just think that's really inspiring. It's really cool. What she's built. Um, and so just to gain knowledge from her about that, um, and these aren't all together, right? I mean, Nanny probably liked Carissa. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. Nanny likes everybody. Everybody likes Nanny. Um, and she was basic on her coffee, too. That's probably where I get my basic <laughs> coffee. Oh, <I laughs> just like, just some good old half and half and uh, her Jesus calling, and she was set for the day. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, it, uh, I mean, Not to be sad about this question, but I lost my best friend in a car accident um, in 2003, and I would love to sit down with her Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. for one more little chat, for sure. That's one of my hopes for heaven is I get excited about seeing those people. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. that's so good. How does Tara want to be remembered?
2: Someone who loves people, who cared about people cared about, like, the least of these, you know, um, who, you know, reached out to homeless people, who reached out to people who aren't always lovable,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, who cared about people, I think saw people in their fight and their journey.
0: That's awesome.
2: And someone who fought like a girl.
1: That's right. Yeah. I like
2: it. (laughs) And liked queso. I was going (laughs) to say, what about the queso? (laughs) I did see an advertisement for queso on my way here, too. It's like the best queso in OKC, and I'm having it on my mind. So who is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's some New Mexican restaurant right down here.
0: In Midtown? Um, Downtown?
2: Yeah, cool. right across from the park. They have a big billboard.
0: Kyle, do you know? It could be the Lazy Donkey. Oh. It's right there.
2: It says Authentic. Oh.
0: Ah.
2: They He's were coming to have the out. best white queso in OKC. If you try it, I need to know.
0: I... I've never had white queso, so I don't know. What? No. I'm
3: sure you've had white queso. You just don't. We, people don't call it white queso, so you're just probably not. It's white. It's just whiter. Is it made by? Blanco. Like, it's like made with different cheese. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's not white people. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, hey, man. Hey, dude, is yellow queso, whatever, man. Yellow <laughs> yeah. Made by Asians. <laughs> Speaking of food, does pineapple belong on pizza?
2: I'm not a fan.
0: Me neither. No.
2: Gosh. I will be on this island forever alone.
0: Margie is. Kyle, he, three versus one, our sponsor of the show, Love Pineapple and Pizza.
2: Is that, like, do you have to talk about? No. No, I just, was food, I was (laughs) like, that's
0: one of my questions I like to ask, just because I like to get a a pulse. Yeah. No, but
2: Nanny did. She, the Hawaiian. Oh,
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That
2: was my, my papa, grandpa. Yeah. Loved.
3: I wonder if Senior Chief pineapple.
0: would. Yeah. I wonder if he likes pineapple. I'm sure
2: think?
0: he would. I mean, it's not a racial thing. It's just a question. Yeah. Come well, on, Senior Chief.
2: <laughs> honest question. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, how do people get in touch with you?
2: Um, they can go to our website, Um, org. um Like I said, Instagram, uh, Facebook. They can, our office is phone number is 405 753 4496. Awesome. Awesome. There's a cancer fighter out there that wants to talk, and um, we're, I'm always happy to do that. And if we can support them in any way, um, you know, that can be nationwide, but if they're in Oklahoma, they're welcome to come by the office and have some basic coffee with yeah. me if they want to. <laughs>
0: That's so good. So good. And then our Thursdays can volunteer. Yes, they yeah. can
2: come in then. Yeah.
0: Do you but have to schedule?
2: They, no, just come. Yeah, we'll always have someone there. So,
0: I'm gonna get my team to come out there and volunteer on Thursday.
2: Yeah, we'd love that.
0: Our staff, that'd be fun.
2: Yeah, for sure. And we can always like bring a care pack party to um, your office as well. So, we did that. There's a law firm down here. We brought a care pack party down there, and we're going to a bank next week. So, yeah, that's great. It's been a cool way, like, to the community to get involved and you know, people are always looking for ways to give back and they don't necessarily know how. And that's one thing I love that we do is we make it easy for people, you know, and then especially when it's like for cancer, like everybody knows somebody Mm -hmm. fighting cancer. Mm -hmm. And so I found that it's been really therapeutic for people to, you know, make these care packs and know that they're going to somebody who's fighting
0: Fantastic. Well Tara, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We appreciate it. Ah, yeah, an honor. It was honor too. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So good. I'm
1: gonna stand. I won't be seated. Wanna hold my head up high and stay undefeated. defining moments on this party. American by the grace of my good god I'm American by the grace of my good god I'm American by the grace of my good god